Jesus here in old Shanghai. Shanghai breezes cool and clearing, evening sweet caress. Shanghai breezes. Yeah, we going in, huh? All right, yeah, yeah, coming with that heat. Yeah, you know I came to get it lit. Shout out to my favorite radio station. Consider this. If you missing this, you missing out, and you ridiculous. Turn your system up. I need to feel it, cause I'm feeling this. Misunderstood. That's the host. Plenty interviews, hot topics. You know how it goes. If you miss it, check that podcast. They gon' get it popping. I'm talking special guests and plenty good gossip. So get consider this up in your life and get it right. Man, I play it all the time on the freeway when I ride. Nah. You cannot deny It's the best you're gonna find They get you up in the zone Get that stress up off your mind uh, Come and join the conversation I know that you're gonna like it It'll get you so excited You know everyone's invited uh, If you wanna be a star Listen to the best Get considered this Don't settle for nothing less Hey, Consider this radio Hosted by Misunderstood Let's go Hey, this is Charlie Pastoria, Body Attack. You're tuned in to Consider This. Columbine. Virginia Tech. Tucson. Aurora. Fort Hood. Oak Creek. Newtown. 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 How many more? How many more? How many more colleges? How many more classrooms? How many more movie theaters? How many more houses of faith? How many more shopping malls? How many more street corners? How many more? How many more? Enough. 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 Demand a plan. Right now. As a mom. As a dad. As a friend. As a husband. As a wife. As an American. As an American. As an American. As a human being. For the children of Sandy Hook. Demand a plan. No more lists of names. It's not too soon. It's too late. Now is the time. Before we all know someone who loved someone on that list. No more lists. No more who they might have been. No more if we had just done something yesterday. It's time. We can do better than this. We can do better than this. It's time. It's time. It's time for our leaders to act. Demand a plan. Right now. Right now. Happy Sunday, good people. I am your girl, Misunderstood. You are tuned in to Radio Fairfax, W-E-B-R, Radio Fairfax to be exact, on this pretty Sunday. I'm glad it's not too cold, it's not too hot. It's a great Sunday, so you guys should be kicked back unless you're watching March Madness. And what you can do is just, like, cut the TV down and leave us up because we're not going to be here that long. And basketball is, like, all day, so you can get your life together. (laughs) Today we have a great show for you. I messed his name all up. So I'm going to call him OJ until I bring him on so he can correct me because I know I'm going to mess up again. Um, From the New York Life Insurance Company. So we're talking all about money, guys. Money, money, money. The number here is 703-560-8255. Again, that number is 703-560-8255. Please call in and speak to this man. Let me tell you. 
he is only in his 20s too and he's mastered like everything so this is some free tips we're not giving you everything away because you need to hire him but we're going to give you tips away some su good suggestions that you need to do all about money we're going to talk about his company and so much more you still have time to tell a friend if you are on facebook live please share that link and make sure you call him again the number is 703-560-8255 we will be back right after this Did he? 
This is such a crazy feeling though. I don't want to get too attached, but I feel like I already am. My mind's telling me one thing, but I guess I should listen to my heart. DMV, Say Less came from the Say Less brand, and you tuned in to consider this radio number one radio show in the world. So don't even touch that dial, you hear me? guys we are back welcome to consider this radio on this beautiful beautiful sunday i hope you guys had a productive and giving week last week as you should do this week we will not be on the radio easter sunday i didn't even know that till like now so i'm definitely trying to do a brunch next week (laughs) somebody call me because i'm gonna be hungry since there's no radio right now we have mr old jury did i say it right Okay, <laughs> in the building, he works with New York Life Insurance Company. So you already know what that means, right? We're going to be talking money, 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 which is the only important thing in this day and time, creating generational wealth, okay, um, being able to leave something to your children, all of those good things are definitely important. So how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm blessed. How you doing? Good. Now, how did a Dean, a young Dean Wood resident fall into finance? Like, how did you fall into this career? Um, one, I've I've always been interested in money. I've I've loved it. But um I recently just graduated from Benedict College in Columbia, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So um getting out of school, um it's about who you know. My mother knew the right person, so she connected us and um I ended up getting an interview and then I got hired. So off that, I've always been interested in finances and insurance and investments, stocks and bonds, things of that nature. So when I seen the opportunity um, present itself, um, I ran 100 miles per hour to go get it. Right. A hundred miles an hour, literally. Right. I seen your stuff from Woodson. He was also a football player. (laughs) Did you ever want to go to the major leagues? I did. That's always uh, was one of my goals growing up. Um, I've always been big on sports. So football, baseball, track, um, first sport was soccer. So that was my main goal was just really to um, go to the league. But once I did get to college, um, I had the opportunity of finding out that it was just more than football. Mm-hmm. And it was more things out here that I can um, I can chase and I can achieve. So um, I seen it, I noticed it, and I, and I loved doing what I was doing. So I just, the career path just changed for me, and here I am now. Yeah. And, you know, you can always go um, coach Little League or something. Right. <laughs> uh, and, not Little is No, well, that's, that's baseball. That's, that's, that's one of my goals, Okay, because you know, I, I do have a son. So when he gets to that age, around like five or six, I'm, I'm jumping right into it to go coach him and watch him grow up in the sports world as well. So that's one of my aspirations. Okay. Now, as most people know, being good at life also means getting your finances together so you can focus on those moments that matters the most, right? So with over 100 years, 170 years of experience with New York Life Insurance Company, they're also helping you provide the benefits for your families and so that you can live well. 
So what made you choose them? Was it just because your mom had the connect or was it a company that you were looking to partner with? Um, what made me actually join them, uh, they had a lot of resources that our people don't have access to. Mm-hmm. So, and then on top of that, the the culture inside the New York life is very genuine and they want to see you succeed. They want to see you succeed. So, um, by me joining with New York Life, I had the privilege of having access to these resources so that I can give them back to my people. Right. So, that kind of like when I seen that opportunity and by them being the number one life insurance company in the nation and the 26th largest money management company in the nation, I, they know what they were doing. If you're going to do it, do it right, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're definitely going to talk about myths. Um in the African-American community in regards to investing, in regards to life insurance. Um, My friend is here today. Uh, Her and I always talk about, like, you know, the GoFundMes for the funerals. And even her and I recently, like, in the last two years, really been trying to figure out how we could put our money together, you know, in order to make it something, in order for you to have that generational wealth, because that's definitely important in the African-American community. And hopefully you'll be having some good news for the Residence Award 7 and out, right? Because you may be doing some classes somewhere. So you guys got to follow him. Give him, give everybody your social media information so they can keep up with you. Um, so my Instagram is O-J-O-R-I-E underscore M. My Facebook and my LinkedIn name is O apostrophe J O R I E last name M U S T A F A Ojoy Mustafa. So that's my Facebook and my LinkedIn name. And it's not Mufasa. No, it's Mustafa. I just didn't even I just didn't even read it. Isn't that terrible? Uh-huh. You know, you I just look at day. something or automatically just think it's something. And I was like, oh my God, I've been thinking your name was something completely different. So I'm just gonna call him OJ so I can continue <laughs> to respect him. <laughs> I appreciate and it. and not mess up his family um his family's name so I'm gonna we're gonna keep it like that coming up next though we're gonna talk about because a lot of people are always saying oh I don't have no money to save right so we're gonna show people you know how to save on a budget I do have an article and I I want to go over it with you um in regards to what's your expertise in regards to people saving money on a budget and do you really think it's possible? Because I, I had a conversation with someone and they were like, they weren't trying to hear it. So I definitely want to get that information from the expert. Again, the number here is 703-560-8255. Again, that number is 703-560-8255. If you are following on Facebook and whenever you muster up the courage to call, call while we're talking, not while the music, not while the music is on, because I definitely want you to be able to speak to him live on the radio. So make sure you call. The number is 703-560-8255. And again, OJ is not giving out all his secrets. Okay, y'all need to schedule a meeting for a consultation because he got to eat too. So we're going to be giving you some tips and suggestions. You know, the question is going to be at a minimum, honey, because it is 2018. We all got to level up. What you think about that? Hey, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> he like, I ain't, I'm, not, uh, I'm not against that. So when we come back, we'll be discussing how you can save money on a budget because it's possible and how you can also maybe like 
up your game. If you're full-time, don't do it. Maybe you need to do something else in order so you can save money because it's important. So since we're talking about money, we're going to do this throwback banger right here with my boot in my mind. Okay, little scrappy. Money in the bank. We'll be right back after this. <laughs>
Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Mike Williams. You're listening to Consider This. Listening to the music that you want to hear, not the music that you got. And I get an amen. Yay! Yay! We have a big problem, and we need your help. It's happening on college campuses, at bars, at parties, even in high schools. It's happening to our sisters and our daughters. Our wives and our friends. It's called sexual assault, and it has to stop. We have to stop it. So listen up. If she doesn't consent, or if she can't consent, it's rape, it's assault. It's a crime. It's wrong. If I saw it happening and I was taught, you have to do something about it. If I saw it happening, I speak up. If I saw it happening, I'd never blame her. I'd help her. Because I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. We need all of you to be part of the solution. This is about respect. It's about responsibility. It's up to all of us to put an end to sexual assault. And that starts with you. Because one is too many. Hey guys, we are back. Happy, happy Sunday. You are tuned in to Consider This Radio only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. I hope you guys are enjoying the weather today. Maybe some of you went down to the march yesterday. I was going to, I was supposed to do a whole rant about how I feel about that, but I think I'm going to hold off. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. We may talk about this um, March for Our Lives coming up, but right now we have OJ in the building and we're going to be talking about saving money. So there's an article out which is giving you hints on how you can save money even when you are on a tight budget. So one of the things that they say is shop smarter. I firmly believe that because everything I buy is off the clearance rack. Like if I can get clearance food, that would be amazing. (laughs) Um, They tell you to keep your change, of course, and put it up because a lot of the times you won't. And the good thing about that now is a lot of banks also will roll over your change into your savings account too um they say pay yourself first i'm not sure what that means let me see if they broke this down okay pay yourself first they say it's a strategy um that people can use to get to pay themselves with whatever is left over so basically they're saying go ahead and put the leftover money into the savings which to me will be the same thing as saving keeping the change these articles be random sometimes. <laughs> um, they say save with a purpose. Again, that's the same thing. Make it automatic. Again, you can use your bank account with that. Now, this one I think is tricky. It tells you to stop using credit cards, which is a problem when it comes to credit, right? Because credit cards are the fastest ways that you can um, increase your credit score. But I understand, I guess, with them because you're going to have to go back and pay it off. Maybe that's why they're saying it. They also say uh, create a budget and stay committed. So what do you think about this list, first Um, and foremost? I mean, I agree with the list. Um, A lot of it is things that we already are aware of. Mm -hmm. We just don't utilize it and don't do it and don't stay committed to it. So um, what I would say about the the budget-wise, that's deep. Because we do need to understand um, and have a structured budget for our specific goals. Mm -hmm. So if we have, we know how much money that we're bringing in on a monthly basis. And we know how much our expenses are. And then you have some money that's left over. What exactly are you doing with it? Right. 
Are you going out shopping? Are you, you know, buying the latest Jordans? Are you getting the newest bundles? Mm -hmm. Or are you putting into a side because, you know, in the next two to five years, you want to purchase a house. Mm -hmm. You want to buy a new car. You want your child to have this type of education. So what exactly are you doing with the remainder of the money? And that's what we need to start being more honest with ourselves and discovering our needs and our wants. Right. Because there's a lot of things that we do need for our food, shelter, transportation, clothing. But then there are things that we just want. We want True. the newest shoes. We, we want to go see Jay-Z and B on their new tour. We want to do those things. But are they helping us? Nope. You know, are they getting us to our designations? Are they you know, helping us with our family and creating wealth? So it's just certain things that we need to start realizing and being honest with ourselves about um a, a budget wise and then um we 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 already know before we even receive our paychecks or our commission with we already know where our money's going mm -hmm. we already know as soon as i get this check we going out as soon mm -hmm. as i get this check we doing this we doing that but we're not really thinking about you know long term wise how is this going to affect me after i spend this money right will i have enough money for my rent will i have enough money for my car insurance will my child have diapers and wipes so it's just certain things that we need to start thinking of and, and being aware of. And for an example, I'm going to switch it to another culture, the, the Chinese culture, right? Mm -hmm. So their dollar, a dollar for them, stays in their community for at least at least 30 days. Ethiopians, too. 30 days. But when it comes to the black community, you know how long a dollar stays in our community? 10 seconds. Six hours. <laughs> Six hours. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what exactly, where are we spending our money? What are we doing? What are we saying? We don't have money. We don't have, I know we do lack a lot of the resources that other folks may have, but the things that we do have, what exactly are we doing with it? We trying to live like them when we don't have the same uh, resources. We don't mm -hmm. have, we're not in the same environment as them. So you can't live like them. You can't at this particular moment. Until you begin creating wealth for yourself, till you can be able to go out and spend those two hundred dollar meals mm -hmm. and and have that four hundred dollar car note or or whatever the case may be, whatever your desired thing is to be. So there's certain things that we need to start focusing on and and, and really start narrowing down on and have. Uh, we need to be a group about it. Mm -hmm. We keep trying to be individuals and and uh, I just want to get here. I, we need to be more of a a, a group. And have group economics. Because power is in numbers. Exactly. It's the yeah. law of laws and numbers. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> what that is, we need to be um, we need to be more group, have uh, group economics, group politics, group group protection, and our equal group su uh, survival. Because we're contributing all our money into the black community, keeping that dollar in our community. So that turnover dollar is, all right, well, I know I spent this money at a black-owned grocery store. Mm -hmm. And that black-owned grocery store going still need something to provide for that grocery store. That's, so they're going to spend it on something else that's black-owned. Mm -hmm. And all that dollar staying in our community. So, And what do you think about, let's say people are not already living paycheck to paycheck. Okay. Um, with all of the things that you went over, we know it's important to save. Mm -hmm. So what would be your suggestions for them? Like, because rainy days happen. Correct. Accidents happen. Death happens. Right. So what do you feel about the whole YOLO thing? Or, you know, is, does YOLO really matter? Or should you just be trying to find your way? Um, 
I think you definitely should be able to find your way. But at the same time, me being young, um, I still like the slogan yellow. But we still need to understand how deep it is. Like, yeah, you only live once, but if you live it right, that's all you need. Right. You know, you know, if you live that that lifestyle the correct way and do the right things and be able to live, well, leave uh, uh, some some wealth for your loved ones and your children and create a generational wealth so they don't have to start over, mm-hmm. start from ground zero again. So, if you do it the right way, I think you know you can be able to do both. Right. And, and we have to understand the the value of a dollar. See, our people won't talk finances. They give us some money and then we end up blowing it because we don't know exactly what to do with it. We don't have the resources and, and certain things to start investing in and, and, and be knowledgeable about what to put our money into. Mm-hmm. So if we understand the value of a dollar, I'll give you an example. Um, say just 2018, right? You save two dollars, just two dollars a whole year, and that two dollars doubled. For 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. From 4 to 8, 16, 32, so on and so on. For 20 years, you have a million dollars. Just starting off with $2. Mm-hmm. If that doubled, if you knew what exactly what to invest in and how to be able to let that flip and double every year, year after year after year, you have over a million dollars when you be able to retire. You can do whatever you wanted to do. But then we also have to consider taxes. Because taxes are a lot of people's downfall. Yes. So, so, so taxes can weigh heavily on your ability to amass wealth. So if you're able to strategize this in a tax-favorable way, like say if that million dollars was taxed by 28%, right? You'd have lost a half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So by you not being able to structure that in a tax-favorable way, that's why nowadays you see a lot of people that's 70, 80 years old greeting you when you walk in Walmart. Mm-hmm. Because they ran out of retirement money. And mm-hmm. people, a lot, especially our people, we're so complacent and... and, and just depending on the government and Social Security and things like the government going to take care of me. Well, Social Security going to be gone by 2037, between 2037 and 2042. So that's going to be gone out the window. So now you have to start funding your own retirement. They already took pensions away. Mm-hmm. And that's where these 401k plans came into play. Mm-hmm. So with certain things that we have to, to learn. And do you know how many times you're taxed throughout your life? That I am taxed? Mm-hmm. Um... It feels like all the time. <laughs> Give me a range that I'm supposed to pick from. I'm going to just let you know the answer. You're taxed four times throughout your lifetime. Okay. So it's your tax when you earn it, your tax when you grow it, your tax when you spend it, and your tax when you die. Okay. So it's three things that I can Wait, help. it's taxes on death? Yeah, of course. Where at? The funeral home? Funerals, expenses, if you have any debts, anything. You're, you're, oh, okay, you're, okay. You're, you're, I see what you yeah, mean Yeah, you're okay. taxed. They, yeah. They don't, if you hear or not, they're gonna tax you. Right. Dollars. Right. And that's just that burden just gonna go to your level. Right. So we can. I can help you out in three of these categories. I can help you out when you're taxed when you're when you earn your income. I can help you out when you grow your 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 worth. And I can help you out when they try to tax you on your debt. I can't help you out when you spend it. No, no. Like, look, this this the homie right here. Don't right. don't tax her. You know? <laughs> I can't I can't do that. But um, so it's different ways that. You can strategize so that you can be able to see all your income. And mm-hmm. and how I give you that example, just starting off two dollars. You know what I mean? But it can be ten dollars, it can be twenty-five dollars, it can be a hundred thousand dollars, but you gotta start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, I don't have no money. 
But um, I'ma just I got like thirty dollars left, so I'ma just go blow this because it's not it's not much. Right. You can't do that because that thirty dollars can turn into sixty. Mm-hmm. So on and so on and so on. So it's just different ways we have to start thinking of and thinking bigger and and really doing our own due diligence on how we can get out poverty in this certain environment that we're currently in. Mm-hmm. I definitely um, agree with that because. I just think money, as you said, it it was a time where it was taught inside the schools. Mm -hmm. So you might have had like a finance class, you know, uh, you know, they used to even do it in elementary school where they would give you fake dollars so you can, you know, they can show you how to do that. But oftentimes the schools recently don't necessarily do that anymore. And I'm not going to say that it's their job because, you know, it is up to the parent as well. But when you're talking about education, you should be educated in the areas that you're going to actually use in your lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I know when my sister was in school, it was mandatory where they had, um, I forgot what they called them, but almost like the hair school right. they had um construction electric Electric, like they had these right and they according to her you know they had to do it in 12th grade wasn't an option like you had to pick one that you wanted to do so therefore you have a trade when you graduate just in case school is not for you but with all of these things being out of the school system and unfortunately you don't have a a lot of nonprofits are not doing their due diligence by offering these these things too for children. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be like some of your tips on how we could possibly get it back into the school system? We have to fight for it. Mm-hmm. We have to fight for it. And um, back to to the law of large numbers, we have to um, stand up as a people and, and really gather together and, and, and fight for it because. Mm-hmm. They not gonna just give it to us. They took us out. They took it out the school system for a reason. Mm-hmm. They didn't want us knowing these things so that we can be able to prevail in life. So mm-hmm. they took it out for a reason. For the only way for us to get it back into the school system, into the community, because currently they're failing us. Mm-hmm. We have children not read. They're in eleventh grade, read on a third grade level. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know their mathematics. They don't know this. So how can you really expect them to succeed in life? If they're struggling getting through grade school. Right. And and, and also somewhere where they're supposed to be educated. Exactly. Like, we're not asking you to do anything miraculous here. Yeah. We, we don't want you to part the Red Sea. But if the child is within your building, and a lot of the school nouns go eight hours. I know KIPP is till five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if my child is with you for six or seven hours, I expect for you to do your job. And then it's my job as a parent to advocate, to reinforce what you have done but if you didn't do those things then what what do we supposed to do like it's only so much i could do because technically your children are in school more than they are with you exactly so and i I feel like that was a big point for them they understood that they're allowing their children to be with us for about you know what six hours a day seven hours a day five days a week so if we're able to take control of Whatever they're learning in that environment, because right now they're still young, so their mind is, is sponges. Mm-hmm. They're grasping everything. So if we'll be able to put, you know, the wrong information inside their head and make them feel like this the right information, so when they get out of here, then they they might be ignorant to you know a lot of the things, and like when they hear something else that might be the truth. They want to neglect it and like, mm-hmm. no, nah, that's not the truth because I didn't learn that. Mm-hmm. They didn't teach me that. 
But and then they go home to their parents and their parents trying to teach them something that's otherwise, you know, now they're battling between all right, I see my parents, you know, maybe before they go to work in a couple of hours when I get home, mm -hmm. rather than a teacher or professor that I see seven hours a day, five days a week. Mm -hmm. So it's just the the wrong information. But at the same time, it's it's still on us as the parents. Mm -hmm. Because it starts it starts when you're at home. Mm -hmm. Like my parents always you know, taught me uh, finances or, or different little things that they can help me out throughout my life. Now, why did you listen? Because oh. <laughs> I think a lot of parents teach. Yeah, and, but the and, children don't always and, choose to listen. And, I got one. They don't always choose to listen. So what what made it your choice to listen? Um, I'm not going to sit here and say I listen to everything. Not everything. Yeah, but I, you came I'm out good. You're doing, you're doing good. You listen to this. You listen to enough. Okay, may not everything, because I don't think we all do. I think that's a part of our personality, right? Yeah. Your character is your home, and your personality is what you right. add to your character. Right. So you're not going to do everything that they say. And, and, and I think that boils down, to me, in my opinion, uh, to two things. One, um, far as the, on the parent side, is how you're teaching that child, mm -hmm. because each child learns different, and each True. child is different. So you can't keep teaching, you know, your first child, the same way you're teaching your third child because they're two totally different people. Mm -hmm. So you have to teach them something that's completely opposite from them, but it has the same meaning. Mm -hmm. And um, um, just that child, um, you can never underestimate a, a, a when you plant a seed in someone's head. Mm -hmm. You can never underestimate that power because for, for me, like I might not listen like all the way to 12th grade, right? Mm -hmm. But then when I got to school and I was on my own and I had to, you know, really grow and develop by myself, I couldn't just go home and get a hot meal. Right. You know, I couldn't just go over there and ask. So I had to grow up. And as you're growing up, you're going to start thinking about the things that you, that when you were growing up, what they were telling you. Mm -hmm. And that's when your survival skills tend to kick in because I don't know anything else. So I'm going to go back to what I, what I know and what was imprinted inside my brain. So... As you grow up, I mean, like how I look at it, you just got to let that individual grow up. Yeah. You can't continue to hold their hand all the time and and try to baby them because then they're going to feel comfortable. Like, all right, well, if I do this, then this is always going to happen for me. This, mm -hmm. They're always going to be there for me. And, and that's not the case. Right. Because, you know, as, as we may know, tomorrow is never promised. Nope. What we can do is prepare for it. But... At least imprint something into that child's brain that, like, all right, if I'm not here and something happens, I know I at least told them this. So if something were to happen for that child, you know, some type of situation, they can, you know, recuperate from it. Now, do you think voting is important when it comes to money? Yeah, voting is important for anything. Wow. So, um... If you want change back to the to the uh, law of large number, it goes back to... Uh, Quid pro quo. So if 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 we if the law of large numbers, if we get together and understand that we have more power because we have more numbers on our end, and then when it comes to to money, politics, whatever the case may be, that politician or that individual know that if I got all these people trying to get me out and and, and that's against me and doesn't want me involved in this, then I have to do what they say because they can vote me out. Right. And the, the sooner our people understand that and understand that every vote, because I was one of those people that like, man, I'm not voting this, that, and the third. But as I started reading up on and understanding it, that 
if we can unite and, and get together and be able to to make a difference by all of us being together, then that can make change. But if you just going back to that individual, you just want to do it yourself, want to see yourself succeed and being selfish, then nothing's going to change because that's exactly where they want us to be at. Everybody individual, everybody wanting to do the best for them and, and not be together. Right. So, and I like how you keep bringing it back to the point of power being in numbers. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people um, miss that. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't get it. They don't get it. And I don't I don't know how we lost our way with that. And I'm not even sure what's the answer to try to find it. Like how do we get back to having a community and creating a community? One thing, education. Mm. If we can educate our people on our roots, we don't know that they're not teaching us in school. They're not teaching us that we was kings and queens. They're not teaching us that that gold was nothing to us. You know what I mean? So they're not teaching us that stuff. So we don't know that. We don't, we don't, as a people, we don't know our worth. True. So if we don't know our worth and we don't know where we came from, we don't know where we're going. So True. they just continue to put different traps out and we keep falling right into them because we don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So I would say the answer to that is education, getting out into the community and educating the community about where they came from and where we need to go as a people. Mm -hmm. And I think the sooner that we can do that, the better off we'll be. And it might not even, you know, our generations or my generation, it, it might happen in our children's children's generation. Mm -hmm. But at least start at something, because right now, if we, if we continue going down this path, we're just going to keep seeing the same things over and over and over again. Over again. That is true, for sure, because it's it's definitely time. Time is up for that. Right. <laughs> they want to do all these hashtags. It's definitely, um, time is definitely up for that. We definitely need to get it together. So you guys need to call up here. The number is 703-560-8255. Again, that number is 703-560-8255. He is dropping knowledge. And whether you have an Obama phone, Metro PCS, Cricket, it is Sunday. Your minutes are free. There is no reason why this phone should not be ringing. It works. They pay their bills on time up here, okay? The number, again, is 703-560-8255. I guess I need to check Facebook Live and see if you have any comments there <laughs> so I can stop talking about people. They may have already asked something. So I am going to check Facebook Live, and we're going to break up the monotony a little bit and get into some of these crazy hot topics um that i pulled down off the internet and you know the internet is crazy okay sometimes you just gotta log off black twitter but uh we'll be right back after this don't you guys go anywhere it's your girl lady i'm host of mhtv and i'm kicking it with misunderstood on consider this they killed our families and Let's friends be real. they sent assassins to our home they tried to wipe out our very existence every year we survived we are the Illuminae Group. We're coming for you. Yeah. Well, guys, Down Abbey ends on Christmas Day in the UK, and the final season rolls out up, here in the US Sunday, January 3rd on Masterpiece Happy on birthday to all the places out there, too, find out what's happened to your favorite characters. Yeah. We've got all your burning questions answered, including another possible Michelle Dawson. Sweet DJ, I'm still Yes, Molly. Get her again. Take a look. Yeah. 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 Y
on college campuses, at bars, at parties, even in high schools. It's happening to our sisters and our daughters. Our wives and our friends. It's called sexual assault and it has to stop. We have to stop it. So listen up. If she doesn't consent or if she can't consent, it's rape, it's assault. It's a crime. It's wrong. If I saw it happening and I was taught you have to do something about it. If I saw it happening, I speak up. If I saw it happening, I'd never blame her. I'd help her. Because I don't want to be a part of the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. We need all of you to be part of the solution. This is about respect. It's about responsibility. It's up to all of us to put an end to sexual assault. And that starts with you. Because one is too many. Follow at Consider This on all social media platforms. And while you're at it, like our Facebook page.
right, guys, you are, we are back. Thank you for tuning in to Consider This Radio only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. Shout out to everybody that's on Facebook Live, but I know y'all found work. You can pause it and call in unless you got Sprint, you know, because Sprint. I got Sprint, too, and it's Um, So we don't mind if you log off real quick to call him. And tell him how proud you are of him because this will be replaying on iTunes on Sun- on Tuesday. So we would like to get that on air. We got a couple of people that were shouting him out online. Shout out to Super Tim. Always put me in my place when it comes to sports. He said March Madness is not on until tonight. So thank you, brother, for that. <laughs> if I needed it. Now, we're going to get into some of these crazy hot topics. And you got to let me know what you think about them. So, apparently, this gentleman taught his doggy. They don't say the doggy's name. Oh, Buddha. He taught Buddha the Nazi salute. So, this thing with his hand. And he was just convicted of a hate crime. Do you think, like, with a dog, if you've seen a dog doing that, would you think that that's what the dog was doing? Um... I mean, if I just seen it on the street, no. Right. But uh, by reading this article, um, I mean, it is what it is. Because I look at it because, first of all, poor Buddha. Yes. First of all, yeah. That poor Buddha. Poor Buddha having to look at Hitler's little ugly mustache all day. <laughs> but on top of that, um, I mean, that just goes to show that people will take the time out their day to show how much they hate a group of people. So, I mean, I feel like it's deeper than just Buddha. Mm-hmm. It's deeper than just the dog because um, he took the time out every single day to, to force this dog to watch Hitler every day. So, um, that just goes to show that he must have thought it was a joke, but the whole time he was revealing his true colors. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I look at it the same thing. I mean, that has a lot to do with it's the same as uh, white supremacy. Yeah, true. The same thing that's going on there. They're programming our brains, brainwashing us with these television, these these music videos, um, social media, mm-hmm. the food that we eat, the environments that we live in. So they're pretty much programming our, our, our brains to, to function a certain way. And with that being said, I'm, it's, it's, I don't feel bad. Right. It doesn't tell us how long he went to jail. Um, so I think that would be... Yeah, Interesting. they're not going to tell you how long because it was probably a couple of hours or a day. It was a dog. Right. Yeah, I don't even think I would have noticed that. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to, like, the article isn't clear. Yeah, it, it didn't really specify. On who yeah. told on him, like. But it, but it did say the article, it was his girlfriend's dog. <coughs> oh, you know what? Then that was Patty. Yeah. She was mad at him. Yeah. But if that, to me, that would be he say, she say in court because the dog can't talk. The dog can't tell him, hey, Johnny did tell me this was the but, Nazi stuff. You know, like, so how do you know this was true? But I guess, I mean, if they want to, I guess, I don't know. I don't even think I would notice a dog doing that. Because I've seen worse when the girls let the dog hump their legs. Or one woman would put the blunt in the dog's mouth and let the dog smoke the weed. So yeah. what's the I difference? Mean, but you don't know with this particular situation, you don't know. What else he's doing? I think the girl was being petty. You know how women are. Yeah, I mean, y'all can't and I be think it petty. was a breakup, and she got pissed off, and Buddha 
was in the house, like flicking her off, and she wanted to blame the boyfriend. <laughs> I don't. I personally wouldn't. Me personally, and this is just my simple behind. Um, I personally don't think it's necessarily like a hate crime. It's a dog. Like who even knows that the dog is doing it? I think this is a bad breakup. I think they might have just been setting an example out of them. Though. They did. Then that they did do. And you know, this is in Scotland, so apparently they don't play over there. Um, so it was definitely a, an example being played. Now, at with you being a dad, right? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about like gender roles? Do you believe in that? And I'm I'm gonna leave you with that to think about, and then I'm gonna read this article. So Amber Rose just got so many different things going on, okay? First, she got the slut walk, and now she's leaving social media. She vouched for China with her oral skills, and now she's upset because people were calling her son gay Mm -hmm. because she put up a video about him um, being excited about receiving Taylor Swift tickets. Right. So now everybody says he's gay. I mean, first of all, I don't think she should have dyed the little boy's hair blonde because that's not a temporary color. Like, you bleached it. And as we know how chemicals are in our hair, I just don't think that that was a good move because his hair is blonde. Um, I don't... I love Taylor Swift. I don't <laughs> think that makes him gay. Like, yeah. I don't know what people be thinking about. Uh-huh. Like, do you believe in gender roles? Like... Me personally, I don't I don't have a son, but I wouldn't be want my son to dress in a dress, right? Because right? I just think that's weird. You're five years old, you, I'm gonna hit you in the head with a bat or something. But I don't see how the music makes you gay. Because right. if that's the case, I'm probably an old white man trapped in my body. Because I love pop music just as much as I love rap music, or just as love much as I love Afro beats, or just right. as much as I love reggae. So I don't understand how they went that far to just be like, oh, he's gay. He was too happy for receiving tape. He's five. Yeah. Um, like. Well, as far as the, the gender role thing, uh, well, me personally, uh, I don't, I wasn't raised like that. So I'm not going to raise my son like that. But when it comes to that, um, I feel like... <clears throat> They allowed the media to take this out of way out of proportion. Right. And um, because me personally, I mean, I'm a Jill Scott fan. I like Erica Badu. I like, you know, I like these Alicia Keys, uh, Mary J. Blige. Does that make me gay? Because I like women artists? No. So um, I, I I don't really agree with that because that's just you liking a certain type of music. You know, so and then on top of that, uh, what Amber Rose went else to went on else to say is that that's why a lot of children nowadays are committing suicide. Hello, because if a, a child or is, walking into school shooting it up, yeah, exactly, bullying. So it goes down to saying like, if a child can't truly express themselves and really show how show how they feel because they're worried about society judging them on on, on, on being gay or, or liking this certain music then um that that all that goes down just to the environmental conditions that we're in 
Because if we're in that certain environment, everybody's just listening to hip hop music, hip hop music. You'll be and, shooting people, and then I feel so gangster else... listening to Rick Ross. Like <laughs> I just, I got a ticket listening That's to Ace Hood because I was flying down the street. Like you really don't need to be listening to that every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just, but once again, it goes back to them programming us. Every always listening to rap music, talking about drugs, sex, money, guns, this, that, and the third. That's all we're going to think about. That's all we're going to want to do. Now, let me ask you this, because you just took it somewhere in regards to the children killing themselves, right? So, you know, yesterday, I don't even know if it's... it's, Forgive me, people, all the sensitive people, because I don't know the name of the march. It was either March for Us, March Is Us, or whatever they was doing downtown Mm -hmm. yesterday, um, which they had an amazing turnout. Correct. Um, and she can vouch for me. I'm normally sister uh, protests everywhere. If they were protesting dogs being uh, euthanized, I was there. So, like, I'm the protest queen. Okay. The last two years, though, I stopped. And one thing that I, one reason why I did stop is because what I noticed is after these organizers were done with you, there were no follow up. Mm-hmm. So, for me, and personally, being someone that did always protest and someone that is active in her community, I feel like a lot of the times they do it for the gram. So, my, I had a conversation with somebody regarding the, the march yesterday. He was a Caucasian gentleman, and we actually agreed on this point. So, he was saying he didn't attend the march because he felt like the school shootings are terrible. I'm a mom. It's terrible. I don't want nothing to happen. Like, my daughter got a stomach ache. I just feel terrible. I don't want nothing to happen to anybody's children, especially in that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he was saying was he felt that the march should have been, well, I'll say counterintuitive. In the meaning of school shootings are like seeing a cow when you're driving through a, a, a rural area. Like, you may see them every 30 miles. It's not often, right? right? However, in our community, and he didn't say black, but he was like, you know, in other communities, gun violence looks different. Right. And it's more frequent. Yeah, it's normal. And we both agreed on that. My thing with the march yesterday <laughs> is, again, I'm not taking nothing away <clears throat> From those children, I think it was amazing what they did. However, the point is this. School shootings are a rarity. But what about Ray Ray? What about Johnny? What about Timbo that got shot in the leg or got shot by accident? Because we have a lot of that too going on. A lot of these people aren't being shot on purpose. It's because your generation can't shoot. And I say your generation because I know I'm older than you. (laughs) But y'all don't know how to shoot. So y'all shooting people by accident, which is the dumbest thing ever. Like, why? I would be so mad when I went up there with God. And I'd be like, look, you really had to kill me by accident, Jesus. Like, I don't understand. But to me, that should have been a march. I did a little march. I had like 60 people. I was so proud of myself. Um, In regards to education, poverty, but things that are tangible, as you mentioned with the voting, that's happening right now in our community. Mm -hmm. Like, what are your thoughts when you have something in regards to a school shooting, mall shootings, that have such a large turnout? But in Southeast, they had, I think it's 13 killings in March. Nobody wasn't marching on Good Hope Road. Kim Kardashian didn't show up for a photo op on Good Hope Road. Vic, Vic Mencina wasn't on Good Hope Road. Kanye, 2 Chains, all of the people that were there 
they're not coming in our communities when we have a larger issue in the community. I personally also blame the OGs. The OGs that's from the streets that are probably just now getting out of jail from shooting and killing somebody. I think they need to also be talking to the guys now that are in the street because it was a cold at one point that the cold is gone now because it's just out of control. But how do you feel about like the marches? They're not really for what we need to be talking about because my point to the guy yesterday um, was this. So yes, the guy came in the school shooting, which I don't agree with. Right. But none of those kids that ever did an interview talked about how he was bullied. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make it right, mm-hmm. right? You talk about my leave out being wavy. You know, I shouldn't come back and shoot you because of that. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't make it right. But I think a lot of the times we're never dealing with the problem. Right. And when all of these kids were speaking and doing their wonderful speeches, nobody ever brought it back to stop picking with people. You mentioned it earlier. When just because somebody doesn't look like you, don't have the same sneakers as you, leave these people alone because you can see now they're not playing with you guys. And for whatever reason, they're not talking to their parents. The guidance counselors are normally only five years older than y'all, so they don't have no knowledge and wisdom to give you but textbook stuff and it's not working. And they may be talking to their friends. Mm -hmm. But we're not dealing with the issue. The issue in regards to school shooting is bullying. Correct. When we talk about gun violence, we should be talking about the communities. Right. So what are your thoughts about that? As far as the um, the gun violence thing, um, I feel like, me personally, this is my personal opinion, I feel like the reason why 2 Chains and and Kim Kardashian and Kanye didn't come on, on the South Side to, to really see what's going on, because they don't care. Mm-hmm. And um, I say that to say that if... We know that they don't care. And I'm not just excluding them. I'm saying everyone, the government, everyone. We know that these people don't care. But we live in these environment, in this environment, in these communities. But we we always sit around and complain about it. Mm. Do something about it. Mm. Take action on it. Why don't you start your own committee? Why don't you start your own event or your own thing to to come out into the community and, and do something? Like like my father, he's starting to... Um, economic and political party for for black citizens mm-hmm. because we know the democrats the republicans are they rather it don't matter if it was a democrat or a republican in the office they still not gonna help our people Mm-mm. they never have and they never will so it's about time that our people you know get together and do something about it we see these issues going on every single mm-hmm. day we see our children and our people on drugs we see that we uh we killing each other over over stupid stuff because mm-hmm. we got into an argument or we don't agree with something or, or, or you got some doings that I ain't had no money to get so I'm gonna kill you and take your doings or your heli, you know. So it's just stupid stuff. So I feel like if we can, if you see these issues and you you drive past them and walk past them every single day, but then you don't do nothing about it, but then you just go back to your friends and complaining about it, you're not doing nothing better than the people that's killing them. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you a trillion percent because I always think about self-responsibility. And I think, especially in the African-American community and Latino community too, we have to take responsibility for what it is that we contributed to this. So in regards to gun violence, if you know who shot somebody, you need to tell. Like the whole not snitching thing to me is an issue. 
unless you were the person that shot the person, <laughs> then maybe you may not want right. to tell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, if your friend did it, it's almost like you have to accept responsibility because it doesn't matter to you until it's your family member. Mm-hmm. And that's and unfortunately that's what it boils, boils down to. Until something happens to you or your family, then I don't you care. But by that time, it's too late. Mm-hmm. You know, you've already lost that individual or, or they already been injured or, or whatever the case may be. So um, I just feel like, well, me personally, as being a millennium in the city, I feel like it all boils down to money. Mm-hmm. If we had the opportunities to, to be successful and, and different resources and our people were actually acting like they cared about us. Mm-hmm. Then we'll want to do something. But if you just acting like, oh yeah, that go another knucklehead on the street, mm-hmm. you know, just because you stereotype me because I'm a I'm a black man or, or a black ma- woman, and I may have dreads or I may wear heavy handsome like everybody else that's you know maybe committing those crimes. That don't mean you can just stereotype me and and want to overlook me and not give me the resources because I may be the smartest person that you then come and encounter with all year. Mm-hmm. And that's totally agree. People always have stereotypes because someone will always say, how many children do you have? Uh, one. Why? Because I'm black. Exactly. I got to have a rack of children. Exactly. Like, I mean, like, what? One. I said child. So that Word. means one. I'm not just leaving out four other ones. It's just <laughs> one. Um, or they think you're not educated. Yeah. So I always like to bring that up because, you know, in certain conversations, those are like, you know, the topics. And you just have to be very clear with people on what your story is and it's not about perfection and this is what i always tell people about giving back it's not about me being perfect and now i want to give back to the community no it's about me being broken and now because i've learned from my brokenness let me show you how to get out your brokenness and what's unfortunate is that you see these people making it out poverty and making it out black citizens like Two chains, and all. I'm not saying them specifically, but I'm just saying people who who are out these situations, and, but was born and raised in these situations. Majority of them don't reach back mm-hmm. and, and try to get back to the community. They feel like, well, if I did it, you can do it, mm-hmm. or maybe somebody gave you an opportunity to do it, mm-hmm. and we're not getting those opportunities. And you know what? I I really hate that um, the whole judgment thing. Yeah, because you. You're you show people what you want people to know, yeah. unless you you're that person that you're going to be transparent. Other than that, you you allow people to see what you want them to see of you. We all have parts of us that could be better. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect, yeah. right? Where, you won't have no room to grow if you're perfect, right? And I just think people need to stay out of the frame of oh because you have money, oh because you have a master's, oh because you drive this Lexus, oh because you did that 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 makes you better than another. A point that you mentioned was you could be the smartest person that that person knows. Or you could have the information that that person needs. And because I'm judging you before we even have a conversation, I could have possibly just lost out on... Like, if I didn't start talking to you when we met at the Ward 7 thing, you wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't be here today. See, I talk to everybody. That's a problem. (laughs) I don't be talking to strangers in a Walmart everywhere. I would strike up a conversation with anybody because, to me, you never know who people are. 
And it's always nice to figure out who people are. So even at the event, I'm walking around asking them, how did you find out about the event? Like, you know, where did you come from? Did you just come in the community? What is it? Because if we could possibly collaborate on doing something even bigger because power is in numbers. And like, you have to always introduce yourself and you always have to be very clear on your intentions with people so you can move forward mm -hmm. because you just never know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I didn't think that you. I didn't think anything because I don't go into things thinking people aren't anything. But I wouldn't have thought that you was a financial if, um, yeah. advisor. Like that probably wasn't <laughs> on my list if I had a list. Yeah. Um, but and that's why when I started talking to you, I was like, well, how did you find out? You know, what what do you do? You know, I'm asking. I'm the person that asks these questions because, you know, and I think that you should, people should do that a little bit more often instead of. Um, yeah, instead of judging you. Another moment of where we've been failed, there was a guy, his daughter was being abused. His name is Deontay Lewis. The mother name is Sierra. Mm -hmm. And the mother was with another boyfriend, and he felt as though that the child was being abused. He called CPS several times. They didn't do it. They never followed through. And actually, the Monday after she died, they were supposed to do a home inspection. Well, apparently the mother and the ex-boyfriend, well, the boyfriend killed a four-year-old. You hear the silence, right? Yeah. I can't imagine what a child that small could do to you to make you want to put your hands on them and kill them. She had, like, she had so many... Um, punches like to her to body. Her it was ridiculous. That's how she died. She died. Um, <clears throat> first they weren't they wasn't feeding her, and then the second thing she had um she the cause of death was a stroke because she took too many blows to the head. And when a father cried out, yo, I wanted to cry so bad. Like he cried out in the middle of court, and it was just terrible. Because why wouldn't you just give him? To me, give her to me. Give me to give her to me if you don't want to deal with her. Cause he was seeing the child regularly. Like yeah. he was a part of the child's life. And, you know, they were in the court trying to get the custody. It was just moving too slow. Right. Like, what? Like, I don't even know to say what are your thoughts about it because I know it's not anything nice, but like um, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine. It's definitely a tough tough topic to speak on but uh me personally i couldn't fathom or think of something happening to to my child but <clears throat> what i would say about this situation is the first thing as you mentioned that cps failed us well failed that <clears throat> they're failing us now but they failed their father because if the father already reported numerous times that the child was coming over with bumps and bruises and things of that nature like what more evidence do you need to allow him to get custody of his daughter like, what you think she just going around falling every single day with these bumps and bruises on her? Nah. So one, CPS failed him. Um, the second thing it is just shows that it's a lot of unfit parents out here nowadays, mm -hmm. and um, that these parents need to be taken away from their child or children until they are responsible and capable of taking care of their child or children. Mm -hmm. And um, with that, I also believe that. People, especially our people, we need a better support system. Mm -hmm. Because it's just people out here by themselves struggling day in and day out. Like me and my 
my my situation, I know that support system is it's 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 very it's paramount. It's very important because me, I had my son uh my junior year of college. Mm-hmm. And without the support system I had, like I had my father, my mother, my aunts, my godmother, my cousins, and I was down in South Carolina. So I missed for real the f- whole first year of my son's son's uh life. So but without them, I know I probably wouldn't have been able to finish school. Mm-hmm. Without them, my, I know that my son wouldn't have been seven states away, but I know he's taken care of. Mm-hmm. So it was just certain support system. I mean, everyone, you know, I was just fortunate enough to, to have my family as my support system. But everyone isn't like that fortunate. Mm-mm. But it still should be different organizations and things of that nature that I can come to them and I can speak of my issues. And then they can't but not just speak of my issues because that's just one thing but then help me and provide me with different resources and access to things that can get me out of this situation. Mm-hmm. So we just need a better support system. And because when you have a support system, you feel love. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel love. You want That's to do the truth. More. That is and the truth. And a lot of our people, we don't, we don't feel love. So it's just like, if I don't feel love, I'm just going through these stages day in and day out. And I don't really care because I know nobody else cares about you. And that might not be the case, but if you're not showing somebody the support and love, and care that you have for that person, that individual, that family, then they're going to continue to do the, the things that they're currently doing. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to want to do better and prevail for them or that child. So, And I definitely agree with that because hurt people hurt people. And yeah. I think that's when the community steps into play, right? Because mm-hmm. you know how parents are. They think that they're goal. I know I do. But... <laughs> I don't mind to also admit where I'm wrong at, right. right? Even with thinking I'm the bomb, you know, the bombs do have malfunctions every now and again. But I don't think enough people are willing to admit the areas that they need help in. So a lot of people walk around here and don't think anything is wrong. Yeah. And so then you have the children that walk around here and don't don't think anything is wrong. And then they're, but they're acting out. Mm-hmm. Just like, even with bullying. hmm it's a terrible thing, right? But at some point, somebody somebody should be able to communicate what you're feeling. Even if you, even if the parent got to go, because I know the police have been called on me a couple of times because I just don't play with my daughter and I'm not interested in playing. So I really don't care because I'm going to go to the school and curse somebody out or something, but we got to figure this out because y'all need to get it together. Yeah. Like if, if there is an issue where... I'm telling you that my daughter is feeling bullied because she was at one point and you're not doing nothing. Now I'm going to have to do something because I'm not going to have her feeling some kind of way about not wanting to go to school because you are not implementing the strategies that you should be implementing to stop the bullying. Right. Once you know, because right. sometimes the schools yeah. don't always know. Yeah. I will admit that. But I just think that people are in so much pain. They don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Like, I know 30-year-old men that can't communicate their feelings, okay? So this is not like, this is not a generational thing. People just don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to express themselves effectively. And so, huh? I said, I'm still learning how to do that. And I think I will, you will always learn till you die, right? Because like you said before, when you mentioned about the children, no two people learn the same, right? Mm -hmm. So you can master it with one girlfriend, but your other girlfriend love language may be different. Right. So it's like, shoot, I finally got it right with this one. We done broke up. It didn't work. Now I got to figure out how to talk to you. Right. 
But if that person can't communicate with you the way you and your ex was was able to communicate, then you're you're back at the drawing board trying to pull stuff out of somebody and trying to get you just to tell me that you're upset because of this. Yeah. And it's something like that small, which is it's really a small thing, but it's a larger issue. Mental health is an issue and not mental illness because I'm not trying to say everybody got a disease. OK, but mental health, just like you work out your bodies, you have to work out your mind. Uh-huh. And working out your mind is learning how to listen and learning how to communicate. That's a way that you can work out your mind and feeling comfortable with speaking to other people regarding what it is that you're feeling. So you're not shooting me because we broke up. So you're not killing my daughter because she's crying too much. So you're not buying Jordans opposed to investing that 150 or if they're a special edition, $500. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that's a mental health thing. Uh You're doing these things for a reason. You don't even know why you're doing it because you're not willing to break it down. Mm -hmm. And um, we've really got to to get better with that because I think without that, it's just, it's going to be a constant ongoing cycle. Like, the guy that shot up West Virginia, the mom was like, oh, I never knew that. Well, even the teachers mentioned that your son might be a little slow. And that's okay. Slow is okay. Because you can fix slow. Yeah, you slow, but you can still get there. Yeah. But because, and I think think his mother was a psychiatrist or something. And she lost all of the signs of her son not being all right. And not being all right is okay. If you can't cure yourself holistically like i can't wait to talk to your dad about the retail cannabis um if you're not going to be able to heal yourself holistically some people need medication correct i'm probably six months away from needing a damn pill because i don't always be able to break stuff down when i need to break it down at the right time and you got to be okay with that because you're going to drive yourself crazy and or you're going to hurt people along the way Mm -hmm. and like i think we really that's why I can't do, wait to do the show with your dad because um, you really got to be able to deal with that. And there are other ways um, outside of taking these uh, the psychotic medication. There's other things you can do, but I think we really just need to get down to it. Um, coming up next, we're going to talk about some of the myths about saving money. I think we kind of dibbled on it along the way, but I do have another article. I want your opinion on that about breaking um some of no no we're gonna build wealth six steps well we kind of already talked about that so let's do the myths next okay let's talk about the myths next because we did kind of already talk about how to build wealth education was one of your bullets saving money was another bullet community is another bullet um and we can come back to that because we do um there this is just one instance a lot of us but uh the community in philadelphia where they threw the bombs on it uh-huh. Because the whole block was like African American, right. like they were homeschooling their children, they had their own grocery stores, like they were doing their thing. They they relied on themselves, and that was another form of way to build wealth. And there's many, many other stories. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Doctor CB is another story. You know, they the they, they do get rid of they, you. Um, they bomb on U.S. soil. Mm-hmm. They've never done that until until they seen our people getting out. So we had our own hospitals, mm-hmm. our own schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, everything. Mm-hmm. We didn't need no outside sources. Because we are the originators. Exactly. Even the Caucasian guy said that. But like, if until, you want to talk about the beginning, until it comes people, from... Until our people understand that, we will never be able to move forward. But could you imagine when people tap into that? And I'm going to talk about that. Let me, let me 
That's Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if when we look, I'm trying to tell you, when people really, especially our men, yeah, especially our men. So I think the women, we're nurturers by, well, not all of us, because we've seen the mom just killed her daughter, but women are nurturers. Like, that's our instinct. But the one thing care. about a, a, a lot of we don't know, our black women are the, um, they're the number one rising entrepreneurs in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's... it's and we're, we're, we're um, some people also believe that we're God because we create... We can we can debate that yeah, later. I mean, we can dip into that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ISIS. Okay, we can, we can you know, yeah, yeah. the stories the stories tell it. So we'll talk about that when we come back. I just want to stop the music really quickly and just say rest in peace to Davon. Um, he was killed, and so I'm gonna play his song, um, and we'll go from there. So we'll be right back after this, guys. Cool. Let's have a toast to that good life, good life. It's with that boss, it feels like, feel like you ain't a boss to your right, your wrong. My money stretch my money long. The front line, but I go by drastic. I'm on fire with the stretch, I'm so fantastic. I'm pulling tricks out the hat, you silly rabbit. I beat the block up like I'm a demolition man. I spend the bin and then the bin, cool as a ceiling fan. My money long, so it's flowing like a river mass. You better hold your nose, cause I'm back on my shit again. I'm at the boss's table, but a throne I'm sitting in I'm on the island, money piling, call me kill again And when I stretch it, it's flipping acrobatically I get popping like a jailer with a burning seat Hop in that Porsche's 911 for emergency They see me bossing, so they know I keep that work on me Stretch his 
looking like elastic. Uh-huh. It's Mr. Frontline, but I go by drastic. You know I'm on fire with the stretch, I'm so fantastic. Oh. I'm pulling tricks out the hat, you silly rabbit. Uh-huh. I beat the block up like I'm a demolition man. I, I spend the bin and then the bin cool as a ceiling fan. Cool. My money long, so it's flowing like a river mass. I'm back on my shit again I'm at the boss's table But a throne I'm sitting in I'm on the island money Piling, call me kill again And when I stretch it It's flipping acrobatically I get popping like a jailer With a burning seat Hopping at Porsche's 911 For emergency They see me bossing so they know I keep that work on me I'm banging hammers so don't fake Don't flex, don't perp on me So have to pay a cost And I done paid that price Before that I done took a loss I'm chasing dreams of getting rich For sure I'm dying for mine I'm crossing off all T's And sign it on the dotted line Get yourself fitness ho And stay the fuck out of mind I'm somewhere lounging in the mountains Trying to perfect my grind I made it off the streets No need to work a nine to five I'm doing this I swear to keep me make my mama Son of goon, she know her son of goblin. I'm out here hustling for it all to keep myself from robbing. No fuckers allowed in my circle. Cause we some self made, don't make me hurt you. Let's have a toast to that good life. This with that ball, it feels like feel like you ain't a boss to your right. Hey, 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 this is Rhonda Brunson, the credit queen, preaching and teaching the credit gospel to all who will listen. Bad credit happens to good people. Let's fix it. But until then, tune in to Misunderstood on Consider This Radio. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> My mommy. Well, I've been afraid of changing Cause I've built my life around you Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive.
good people we are back i am your girl misunderstood we are talking money culture everything like everything in between um i'm so thankful to have old jerry okay you put up the finger i did it right <laughs> in the building today because um this is definitely a much needed conversation uh the conversation makes sense uh it's bridging gaps, you know, um, with the younger generation, the mid, old, young babies, children. I think that's another thing, too. Like, I think the seniors should reach back, right. you know, to that the generation before them. Generations should reach back before them. I, I think a lot of the times we kind of, um, the, the bridge isn't closed. And and that's why, like you said, you could be walking down the street and somebody call you a knucklehead just yeah. because you're a millennial, which clearly that's not what you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't represent who you are. So we definitely need to figure out ways to bridge these gaps um, so we're not automatically feeling that way. What are some um, money myths that you believe uh, people have in regards to money, period. Because I don't think sometimes people don't have a good relationship with money. So in regards to saving money, what would be a myth that you would think that people um, believe about saving? So one is that they don't have enough money. Mm -hmm. So what would be some of the other things, misconceptions you think people have about money? Um, Really... That's the main one right there, mm -hmm. that I don't have any money or I don't have enough money. Um, what else do people say nowadays? Um, I can't afford it. Would I go? That all, it all yeah. goes back to the same thing. I don't have any money or I don't have enough. Mm -hmm. um, and how, you want to know how I feel about yeah, that? Yeah, like what? Um, how I feel about the myth is just really like, what are you doing? Like, right. where, where is your money going after you've paid all your expenses, after you've paid your rent, after you've paid, you know, your child's in a certain school, school care, daycare, you know, after you've paid everything, like, is it all gone off your expenses? Or do you have a, a $20 left, $100 left, $500 left? Like, what do you have left? And the question is, and this is where we have to be honest with ourselves. That's the only way that we're going to be able to get past it. Just, just you be honest. A lot of people are in denial about it. Mm -hmm. So, like, where is your money going? Are you, you know, buying the next bundles? Are you trying to save $200 to go see Jay-Z and Beyonce? Or, like, where is your money going? And then once you find out and locate where is your money going, then you have to create a plan to do something about it. And where do you want your money to start going? Because the goal is to start investing into things and assets that that grow. And you'll be able to be asleep, but you're still accumulating wealth. Because mm -hmm. you've invested into something that's going to always grow and grow and grow. So it's time that we stop, you know, <clears throat> just working hard for our money, but then let our money work for us. Mm -hmm. And that's what our people don't really understand that, that it's things out here that you can put your money into and then allow your money to work for you. Mm -hmm. 
So we work all these hard jobs and nine to fives and things of that don't nature. Have nothing. And don't have nothing to show for. And then just be like, oh, well, I don't have no money. Well, what exact? where did it go? Mm-hmm. It's the question. And then when somebody asks you that, then you come up with uh, a million excuses of what you had to do, what you've been through. And I felt like I should have rewarded myself and things like that. Like, yeah, it's always good to reward yourself. But back to what you were saying, pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. So if you pay yourself first before anything, if you're like, all right, well, I got $500 left after I paid all my expenses. I'm going to take two. I ain't saying take the whole five. Go have fun. Mm-hmm. But take at least half of that, 250 Now, put that into something. And then the other 250 you can, you know, you can blow. You can spend it on whatever you wanted to do, whatever desires that you have. Mm-hmm. But still pay yourself first. And so now you done took half of that. And now you've paid yourself. Now, every month you're saving 250 every month putting to the side to achieve your financial independence. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it all goes down to what exactly are you doing with the remainders of your money, right? And another thing that they um that they have, which is interesting, because in the African American community, mm-hmm. they say seventy percent of us live. Wait, seven Af- in African American community seventy. Wait, I can't even get it out. So in the African-American community, they live off 70% of their income, which includes mortgage, car payments, rent, credit cards, and any other day-to-day expenses. And they're saying that other 30%, like you said, it's going to be a sacrifice, right? You're going to have to do something with the other 30%. Um, That's what people are blowing. Right. Because they just spent over 70% of their monthly income on bills alone. So, um. How do you think we could bridge that gap? And I kind of got an idea what your answer is going to be. Um, but what? how do you think we could bridge that gap with that 30%? Um, just off the top of my head, I would say um, going back to your needs and your wants. You feel like that you got like 30% left you know, of your income. Stop going out and eating every every day. You know, mm-hmm. buy some groceries. That's my, one thing that my mother taught me when I was in school. Buy some groceries and just set out a meal plan. And now you had that whole meal plan, but you're not spending $40, dollars $60 on every time that you go out to eat. Lord, this now, Chipotle is killing me. Exactly. I love Chipotle, <laughs> too. That's my spot. Now, that my daughter <laughs> wants that every morning, breakfast, lunch, dinner. So if you're able to stop that, you know, and you know that... <clears throat> All right, I got some priorities on my own, but the homies want to go out tonight. Like, mm. no. Because by you going out, you're going to spend more than what you, you, you want to spend, intensity want to spend. That's why you're going to wake up, checking your bank account. It might be in the negatives. Mm-hmm. And then, so instead of, you know, set your priority. So instead of you going out, you know, every time the homies or your, or your girlfriends want to go out, don't go out. Once you, you know, sit in the house and read, do something productive that's going to help you get to your destination. and But at the same time, you're still saving money so that when you do get there, you have the capital for mm-hmm. it. I'm not saying it's going to be at $250. It can be $25, $30 a month, something. Just start, and I guarantee after you start seeing your money accumulate and accumulating that $30 start doubling, you're going to feel so good. Mm-hmm. And you're going to want to start saving more. Mm-hmm. And you're going to stop doing other habits you know, things that you've already been doing. You're going to want to save more money. Like, well, you know, 
I like how this thirty dollars flipping every month. But you know, let me stop doing this, and I can add another thirty dollars to it every month. And that's gonna feel you. You gonna feel better saving money than spending money. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I always um try to bang in people's head is mm-hmm. create an emergency fund. Yeah, you have to have an emergency. That's, that's very important. At least six months. It, it, it can be, it should be more, but at least at minimum, have a six-month um, <clears throat> emergency fund because you never know. You can lose a job. Mm-hmm. Something can happen. Any, at, just like that. You can lose it. And now you're not getting that bi-weekly or weekly or monthly paycheck coming in every month. So now you're struggling for real. You have no income. But just because you don't have a job, that don't mean they ain't going to send that electric bill. Mm-mm. That don't mean that you don't got to pay that mortgage, that phone bill. They don't care if you you made an obligation that you was going to pay these payments every single month. And that's what they're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So now you done put yourself in this unnecessary debt. You done hopped out there, bought the, the new 2018 Mustang, thinking mm-hmm. you look sweet. But now you got a five $600 car loan. You lost your job. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to take your car. And 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 people are getting fired in a rapid rate now because you have so many businesses that are closing, mm-hmm. companies, you know, going bankrupt. They're closing left yeah. and right. So you're, it's never guaranteed that you're going to work. At all. And that's why we also need to have other sources of income. Mm-hmm. You can't just depend on, on, on one source of income. Because if you do lose that job, now you got an emergency fund. And then you have other streams of income coming in as well. Mm-hmm. So you're not just dependent on that one primary source of income. So now you got all these other things. And uh, let those keep working for you. And in the meantime, try to find something else. Bring that primary primary source of income coming in. But in the meantime, still have other things going on. And then you have your emergency fund. Mm-hmm. So now that you'll be able to survive. And you can find something in six months you know what i mean something it might not be exactly where you were just at but it's you'll find something in the six months time frame mm-hmm. and then get yourself back on your feet and back to where you started mm-hmm. and i think that's the importance of people tapping in to them yeah um Ambition. because and, and i always tell anybody really do what you love what is it that you could wake up and do every day and don't mm-hmm. get paid for it. And, and I'll tell her, I was just actually talking to some high schoolers about two months ago, and they about to get ready to graduate and go to school. <clears throat> and I was telling them, like, do something that you're completely passionate about, mm-hmm. right? That you you love doing and that you'll do it for free. If somebody asks you, can you do this? And, and, and you see the, the, the value in it. You'll do it for free. Because if you do that, if you if you go chasing the money, I know a lot of people that's wealthy right now. And if you're chasing the money, you're going to wake up and you're going to absolutely hate what you do every single And be morning. miserable. Yeah, you see miserable. a lot of rich people that kill themselves. Look at Robin Williams, the commun- the um, the, uh, the actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a list goes on because, with suicide. Because wealth doesn't bring you happiness. No. So if you do something that you're completely happy about and passionate about, the money going to come. Because you're going hard at it every single day because you love doing it. And you know what else that I that I don't appreciate is that the schools don't allow you to try to figure out what you want to be. And I, I, I don't like that because my daughter didn't care for school, really, honestly. 
And so, you know, when, once once kids <laughs> start getting teenagers, you know, they back it out. They don't want to go to the rec center no more. Unless right. it's a boy playing football, right? right? So if they ain't playing football or basketball, they don't want to go to the rec and do rec recreational mm-hmm. things at the Boys and Girls Club. They don't want to be in this program anymore. I'm a I'm in ninth I'm in ninth grade. You know, I lived and I don't think the schools allow them opportunities to try to figure out who they are. If they don't like math and English and that's all they doing all day. And unfortunately they don't want it because they're not in football, basketball, cheerleading, which is Mm. the general things that people do. Then how else will I know who I am if I'm never given the opportunity to explore who the hell I am? Like you're not giving me a nursing class. I don't have the finance class, which is important. You're not doing um, ROTC uh, are not in a lot of the charter are not in none of the charter schools and some of the public schools. They're even going away, which is another issue when it goes to college, because I know with my sister and them, when you were in ROTC, that allotted you some form of scholarship. Right. It's another way for you to have money. But, you know, there are not a lot of clubs you can do anymore. So you're not even giving kids the opportunity to try to figure out who they are. And and the only reason, I know some of my my people that think they're perfect are going to say, oh, what are parents supposed to do that? Okay, well, look, just like I said, teenagers are teenagers. They're going through hormones. They're not always wanting to listen to you at that moment, right? So if they are captive (laughs) for six or seven hours, why don't you give them that opportunity to try to figure it out? You know what I'm saying? When they come home, again, if I'm at work, you got to cook dinner. You may not want to be bothered. Like you you mentioned it earlier. You're only with them for three, four hours. Yeah. You were locked down in the building for six, seven, eight hours. So that should be the place where I'm trying to figure out, what I do I want to be in a yearbook club or anything like that? Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it's enough schools that mandate that. Yeah. And that's back to what we need to do we need to make our own schools mm-hmm. if we see that that's a problem for our children why we don't do something about it mm-hmm. why we don't have our own black owned schools that, that's going to teach us where our people came from mm-hmm. that's going to teach us all right well you can do you know find out your area of expertise where you want to you know thrive in you mm-hmm. know it don't have to just be math you got to still learn the, the basics and fundamentals but me personally I haven't used geometry since the 10th grade. Right. You know what I mean? But so it's certain things that that kind of we can we can fix, but they're not going to do that. You see, if they're taking it out the school mm-hmm. system, it's for a reason. They're not Music is gone. It. They're not just doing it. They, Some schools don't even have gym. Yeah. They don't even do recess. So why we don't do something about it, have our own schools, mm-hmm. have our own grocery stores, have our own, you know, uh, uh, whatever the case may be, schools, grocery stores, uh Clothing stores have our own black-owned businesses, and then that turnover dollar gonna stay in our community for more than six hours, mm-hmm. and then I, I guarantee you'll start to see more children wanting to go to school because they learning about fashion in school now rather than they forced to learn about something that they completely have no desire in, and nor the money to keep it up, right? Exactly. So it's just like we have to, we gotta understand that. We got to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's clear. It's crystal clear. We have to do it ourselves. We can't keep sitting on the sideline complaining about why the game not going the way we want it to go. Mm-hmm. You got to do something about it. And then, if, like I said earlier, if you keep complaining about it, you know better than the people that's actually doing it. Mm-hmm. So stop, get off the sideline, stop being a sideline coach, mm-hmm. and hop into the game, and let's do something about it. 
Definitely. Now I could talk to you all day, as you can see. <laughs> but um, give me three. Give you out your social media information again. Okay. Um, my Instagram is OJORIE underscore M. My Facebook and LinkedIn is O apostrophe J O R I E. Last name M U S T A F A. Now, give the people three takeaways that you want them to take away from this last hour and 45 minutes. Do you have just three things that you would want people to remember from this interview? Three takeaways that I would say is, one, we got to understand where we stand in the wealth gap. And what I would say right here is that um, it would take 228 years for African-American families to accumulate the same amount of wealth as whites had in 2016. Mm. So the average African-American household has over $100,000 less in retirement saving than the average white household. <clears throat> so over the past 30 years, the average household wealth of white families has grown 84% to $665,000. While... To <clears throat> while African American household has climbed twenty seven percent to only eighty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So we have to understand where we stand. That's the first thing. Because if we don't understand where we stand, we don't know where we're going. So that's just understanding where we are right now in the economic system. Um, another takeaway that I would say is that um, hmm, let me see. Um, oh, our purchasing power. Mm-hmm. So our purchasing power right now, we have, as African-Americans alone, we have $1.2 trillion of purchasing power. Mm-hmm. So if we stop the consumerism and stop always buying the next thing, you know, and, and keep spending the dollar on other, you know, with other cultures and other um, communities, and if we kept that alone in our community, we wouldn't be, that's $1.2 trillion. You don't think we could do something with that? Mm-hmm. I know I could. So, exactly. <laughs> so that's 1.2 trillion. And by 2020, it should be $1.4 trillion. Mm-hmm. So if we understand that and how powerful that is, that if we didn't, say if we didn't contribute and consume for one year, that's $1.2 trillion right there. Mm-hmm. They're going to suffer without that. Mm-hmm. But we don't know that. And especially because we pay with cash and not credit. And not credit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So... So they, they're going to hurt off that. So if we understand the power that we have without just, oh, I don't have any money, but you understand what the money that you do have, they need that to survive. They do. So if we understand that, well, right, well I'm not going to keep spending my money over there because I know they're not helping me or my people. Let me, let's try to form some type of group and we'll be able to keep that one point trillion dollars inside our community and we won't have to keep living in poverty. Mm-hmm. Our children can go to better school systems. We won't have to keep eating the foods that because we wanna we wanna eat better. Mm-hmm. We just don't have the money to go out and buy those those foods because they're more expensive. Mm-hmm. And they know they're more expensive, but they're gonna keep giving us just enough money to buy the food that's not good for us. Mm-hmm. So with that, you know, we can keep the, the money and our and we can have our own grocery stores. We can start our own farms, you know what I mean, and, and grow our own I have one. Crops. I have one. What's up? I'm going to invite you over there. It's by Woodson. Oh, farm? Mm-hmm. You talking about the one across the, is it across the street? By the rehab center. The nursing home. You got to invite me. I'm yeah. 
Hey. I'm actually planning the first week next week because I think it's supposed to snow again this week. So mm-hmm. I'm putting stuff in the ground next next week. Right. Next yeah. week. All right, yeah, let me know. I'm mm-hmm. gonna, yeah, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So if we understand just the, the power that we have, what the lack of resources and things that we have, but it's so powerful because mm-hmm. they need that $1.2 trillion every day. Like we can end world hunger if we wanted to. Like if people didn't go out and, and, and Christmas shopping for one year, for one just one year, one year, we can end world hunger. Mm-hmm. Or if consumers didn't consume for one week, we can end world hunger. So it's just the things that we got to understand and know where we at and how much power we actually do have just because they have all the resources and things like that. That don't mean they spending their own money to keep these resources, you know, mm-hmm. funded. No, we doing that. Mm-hmm. We we the ones that's out here, you know, they taxing us off our money and they just keep profiting more and more. But we don't know that. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what we don't know. So that's um what I would say. And something else, one more uh. So, here at New York Life, we have this thing called the 50B, right? Mm-hmm. So, $50 billion. So, we just, um, what was it, June or July of 2017, we just accomplished the 5B. So, what the 5B was about is that if 200,000 black citizens were to get a life insurance policy on themselves for $250,000, that's $50 billion in the community. Mm-hmm. So we've achieved that already. So now we're on 50B. So just imagine if you can have $50 billion of tax-free generational wealth into our community. Mm-hmm. We can end a lot of things that's going on. And 7 out of 10 African Americans is just middle class, middle market, strongly agree that most people need life insurance. Yes. And a lot of people don't have life insurance and you need it on your children, too. Exactly. I mean, of course, you don't want to have to bury one, but you have to have it. I don't care if they're three and years you, old. And you have to have it. And what I've been doing is, <clears throat> since I've been affiliated with New York Life, is that the child, if you get that child a, a, a whole life policy, and I know a lot of people don't know too much about it, and I'd be more than happy to educate you on it. But a whole life yeah, policy, it, 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 it accumulates cash value for you, right? So, like, for my son, for instance, he's two years old, a whole life policy. So the way I've structured it, by the time my son turns 19, 20 years old, he have almost $30,000 in his name. And that's a liquid asset and completely tax-free. Mm-hmm. So imagine if every parent, it's not to say, oh, uh, I don't want to put a life insurance policy on my child because I don't want to think about that. One, anything can happen, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. So we just have to be prepared for that. But two, don't, I don't even look at it like that. I want my son to live a long, happy, fulfilled life. But at the same time, I need I want him to have some capital. And the, but then with the whole insurance, he can use it for school. He can use it. He for, can use it for other things. And that's too. the thing about it. That's the beauty about it. Save my son, like, hey pops, you taught me everything. I don't want. I don't want to go to school. You mm-hmm. know, I want to start my own business like you. He got the money. He has the capital. I don't. I don't gotta give him no money. Mm-hmm. This is my money. You know what I mean? And on top of that, he don't gotta go to no bank. Have to get a loan. Have to get approved. Because nine times out of the ten, nine times out of the ten. The bank only gives you a loan when you don't need it. Mm-hmm. When you need it, like, oh, yeah, you're struggling right now. I don't know if you'll be able to pay this back plus the interest. That we- so we're not going to give you no loan. Well, then after you didn't clear everything up and your credit, now they start sending you all these things. Come get a loan, this, that, mm-hmm. and the third. Because I don't need it no more. So my son, he don't even have to go through that process. He can just take the capital out of that 
and start his own business. And then he doesn't even have to pay that back. Mm -hmm. That's his money. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot of things that we have to be aware of and, and educated on. And we just feel like, oh, we don't know, so we're not going to do our own due diligence. Right. But we can go on Google and, and, and find out, you know, go on Fashion Over and see mm -hmm. what the hottest dress is right now or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. But you can't look up how to accumulate wealth. Right. And then you can't. They Google's, can't call you? You can't. Yeah, call me. You know I mean, I mean? <laughs> that's simple. <laughs> exactly. Only a couple <laughs> buttons to hit. So it's just, it's just little things. Just ask for help. And a lot of people feel like they can't ask for help because they pride or whatever the case may be. They can't ask for help. Just ask for help. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to leave it at, and I just want everything that I just said just to to think about it and let this marinate. So everybody wants joy and nobody wants pain. But you can't have a rainbow without a little bit of rain. Mm-hmm. So just think about that because we don't, we all want happiness. We all want these dream houses and cars, but we don't want to go through the hard things in life, the tough things. But you want to see the fine things of life. Mm -hmm. So you you just just think about that. And then what I would say is think about your current situation right now and where all your assets lie, and see how you can, you know, reposition those from one pocket to another pocket that's accumulating tax free wealth for you mm -hmm. that's the main thing tax free because taxes like i said is 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 critical they can mm. really take a lot of money from you and then you're gonna be short so um that's those three takeaways that i would say right there well i thank you so much for coming out you have to come back because we didn't Definitely. even talk about the insurance i know i know so you have to come back you got to let me know when you're available to come out you guys need to definitely hit him up he'll be all over my social media so you'll be able to um find him and hopefully you did write everything all your questions down maybe you can email him or get him get in contact with him on your own um i hope to see you guys this saturday at the east egg hunt it's not going to be raining or sleeting or snowing or whatever it's supposed to do monday or tuesday so you have no excuses um but to come out as usual i need you to be productive do something for someone else and tune in on april the 8th then because we're not here next sunday all right guys i am your girl misunderstood and y'all have officially been considered